Hey there, welcome to Buddha's podcast. It's been a little while. So we're going to immerse ourselves in the dance of the elements. We did an exclusive one for our Patreon um, friends in our community and it was on the ether. So we thought we'd expand a little bit more on that and share with a, a, a different audience that we get to gather up when we share these podcasts with those who choose to listen. So Ayurveda is so huge and we've often said that and anyone who's dabbled in it or has immersed themselves in it, which is pretty much all of us since it means the science of life. But we always have so many different perceptions. There's infinite perceptions and everyone's got their thing that they, you know, uh, share with the world in the way they operate in their life and the way they flow. But the one primordial resonance with all all of us really is that dance of the elements because it's in every physiological state. It's in every living thing and the air, ether, fire, water, earth. And when we're in a human form, because we can choose any form that we ever want to, and we can connect with everything in nature, and we're very big nature buffs, we just love becoming the plants and and communing with them on all different sound frequency vibrations, because that's our thing. What's your thing? You know, something to contemplate and then have an adventure with, which probably most of you are doing at some point in your existence, if not in this nanosecond. So the water element is something we love to immerse ourselves in, but we also love to be co-creators of the water element because it allows the lubrication in life, it allows our flow. But then we love drawing in the air element because that creates the ripple in our life, just the same as the soundless to sound frequency of vibrations in those air waves, you know, the air waves. So when we look at the dance of the elements in that perspective, it really changes how we relate to nature itself because nature is oscillating in all these different understandings all the time. It just doesn't think about it because it's the embodied energy of it and it creates itself. So when we recognize that it really is capable of creating itself over and over again, it can ignite that inner inquiry that says, well, so can we, because we're of the same nature. And the dance of the elements is nature itself, but then it is also our human form. So where are we going with this? Well, the fire element, that ignites our digestive system, so that's on one level. But it also infuses our vital life force, but it doesn't work as a standalone entity. It works in a perfect symmetry within a symbiotic environment and when that feels some sense of discord then it creates havoc within our human form and our mind is created in a way that we can choose how we create our thoughts and we think as scientists always say we or not even that but we ourselves know we create infinite amounts of thoughts And some thoughts are a very loud sound wave. So those of you who are telepathic and you're hearing, you know what we're saying. It's really loud. So when we come from the place of harmony and we're loud, it doesn't create a discord, it creates an expansion in harmony. So this is where the ether comes in because ether is in resonance and so are the others, but in a very different soundless to sound frequency vibration within knowledge and wisdom. And when we're grounded through the earth element and we are able to draw into our vibrational frequencies within our cellular structure, our human form, then our ether, our wisdom, becomes a really empathic 
sensitivity within our consciousness. And telepathy is, uh, just like empathy, is amazing. It just enables us to really create clarity around our thought processes. It helps us understand through empathy as well. When we're really cognitive and we can empathize, then where we have a choice that's very, very present moment to moment as to how we want to share ourselves with the world and also become the listener of, uh, of the world as well. But it also ignites that sensation of wisdom, and wisdom only knows humility. It's very, very humble. It's a very grounded sensitivity. And earth is humility itself. It's so... Um, open in its awareness of being an allowance. No matter what people do in the world, with what it does and how it creates, with pe how, what people create, it still has this giving nature. It always gives forth its energy through soundness to sound frequency vibration. And those of you who love to immerse themselves in bushland or, or in your own garden or rainforest or all those natural environments that nature has created themselves itself, then the sound waves that oscillate out of those environments are phenomenal. You know, our body will really re align to a very sattvic nature when we really openly express ourselves through the sound waves that nature is sharing moment to moment and really open our, our vortexes of co-creativity within that. And then our mind becomes still naturally without thinking about stilling the mind, it will become still because it becomes so focused through the ether of the sound waves that the air waves, the air element, is connecting to, but then the earth element is grounding our body in and really touching as a resonance as of the earth and becoming the earth in that connectivity. So let's recap that part because that was a bit tricky. So our cells are the earth element equal to the earth element that we feel in the particles of the soil. So within nature, everything is communicating itself all the time. And it has this incredible ability to create harmony within itself. You know, like the, the animals know when a tree is going to fall so they're always out of the way because their sensitivity is so heightened that it recognizes the, the, the vibrations that goes on in the environment naturally. It's so attuned to that, you know. And yeah, there's random moments where they're caught up in eating and some predator comes up and pounces. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that sensitivity that has a mutual respect of sharing. It's sharing the environment, sharing the space. So really, as people, we can learn a lot from that. And a lot of us are already sharing that community basis, that, that um, ahimsa which is doing no harm to one another but also doing no harm to ourselves. And then Saucha, that purity of intention, that purity to live the most amazing life through our own creativity that is the earth, not only touches the earth but recognises that it's also the earth, that we are also the earth. So therefore if we care for ourselves we can't not but care for the earth itself because that mirroring is always there. And then when we really open our air element, our pathways, our neural pathways to the air, and allow the fire element to regenerate, rejuvenate our cellular structure, and then allow the water element to immerse our resonance in a sattvic nature and go with the flow, because we are the flow, it really transforms that, that shanti, that peace within, 
and really helps us to see differently when we're looking at the world. So sometimes people, to find that quiet space, they need to go and meditate. But other people, you know, their meditation is about going for a surf or going for a bushwalk or, you know, having a beautiful conversation with your best friend or sharing something intimate with your partner. All those things can be a form of meditation because meditation is is really, in, in essence, a way of stilling the, yourself and and connecting. And so we can do that in so many sound waves. But when we are that primordial connection, the way we we manufacture, the way we create our world really transforms and very much connected to Echo Toll's new earth, but even then going beyond that, because whenever we a person puts something in writing, there's already a transcendence for all those who, who have been drawn to read it. And there's always an expansion and, and everything is always expanding. So that's why there's a non-attachment with nature. There's always that flow in the cycle of life. And Life is eternal, so therefore you're always part of that cycle of life flowing through the ebbing and and through the flow of existence. And so our molecules are part of that flow. Therefore, it forms that fountain of youth where we're constantly immersing ourselves in a regenerative state until we say to ourselves we can't, and then that creates a disruption, a discord to our natural resonance of the flow. And those that one word, those two words that says I can't, creates a block to all that beautiful synergy and that symbiosis through the ether, that wisdom, that knowledge, and with all the other elements dancing amongst that and as part of that and creating this beautiful Nataraj dance, the Shakti Shiva of life, it creates that disruption to it until we recognise that we ourselves have become our own obstacle. And Ganesh is hysterical when he talks about <laughs> obstacles. Oh my God, he'll say. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Everyone's creating these obstacles and he comes by and gobbles them all up. Until one day he says, you know what? Gobble them up yourself because <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> You know, and it's always done in playfulness, but it makes you laugh at what we do to ourselves because we cre- we create our own obstacles by these limited belief systems. So, what are we? We need in the dance of the elements, where we need that convergence, that the fire then burns bright to um, break down and dissolve into ash. That ability that that we create that crisis of the I can'ts and the limitations that says no all the time <laughs> rather than yes, I can because I am. <laughs> so it's interesting, isn't it, when you think about it because when you really get this, it becomes your positive affirmation, your affirmation that you feel enlightened by because you've brought more light energy into your body and your creativity is ignited. And so when we feel burnt out, that's... Just like when um, nature creates the fire element and allows a rejuvenation process, when we feel burnt out, then that's an opportunity for us to become the stillness, allow the calming and be the water element to nurture, nourish and immerse ourselves in that flow. So then it sprouts a new seed of regeneration and then the earth rises up, shares itself with the air because that's that's the nitrogen, that's all those things that we need to keep going in our life. And then, of course, 
potassium, all those things that are our own components of the chemical composition. And then the ether allows the infusion of all the wisdom so it knows how to grow that tributary in a direction that's going to serve us for our highest growth. It knows how to create an open heart centre so it can more, allow more love come to us and then create more love in our life. It knows how to create a journey that we're going to thrive in until we lived, we've lived it full and ready to begin something anew. So we thought we'd do this brief share with you all because it has been a little while since we uploaded a podcast to you all and shared. We hope you've enjoyed it. We hope you were immersing yourself in your own dance of co-creation, your Shakti Shiva Nataraj, creating your own mantras of enlightened energy, bringing more light in and having a playful time in your journey. We look forward to catching up with you next time. Bye for now. Namaste.